Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. students to explain more about the work we did and what it's been like since coming home. Welcome Abby and Alex to the studio. Hi. Hello. Hi guys. So uh, let's talk a little bit about you guys. Abby, I'm going to start with you. What, uh, what program are you taking at Mohawk College? Um, so I'm in child and youth care. I'm in my second year. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm super passionate about working with um, different populations of people, and this was a super awesome opportunity for me to do that. Very good. And what about you, Alex, my friend? Hello, hello. I'm in, uh, I'm in social service work. I'm also in my second year. Uh, I, love, I love traveling. I love seeing different populations as well. I, I, don't know, I like to brighten people's day up by little things. So this is a good opportunity for me. Oh, that's nice, guys. <laughs> I'm really fortunate to have had the chance to get to know you guys a little bit more over our trip and enjoyed spending a lot of time with you guys. There was a lot of work that we did there that was um, quite intimate in mm -hmm. close quarters. And not only we got to get to know each other, but get to know the uh, residents at Ritzona. So why don't we say one thing that all of the people listening that also went on the trip with us might not know about you, or maybe they do. Mm. I think for me, <laughs> um, I like spontaneously and probably not smartly ran a marathon right when I got back that I did not train for. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Honestly, it was like, I just kind of texted my mom and I was like, can you just sign me up for a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> you and got she, your mom to sign you up? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I didn't. I don't even know what I was doing. I didn't train for it, really. So. You did a lot of running when we were in Greece, though, yeah, so, that was like, to be fair. Oh, yeah, you that, were yeah. training for that. I that was more like, that was honestly more running. And then I, like, honestly, I'm not even kidding. I would run, like, seven kilometers, and I'd stop at a coffee shop and just eat a bunch of croissants. <laughs> and then, As you so it wasn't, like, real training training. No, you got your cardio in. Yeah. How did you do? It was, it actually ended up being, it was fine. It was good. I, I... I rolled in with like an 80-year-old man, so it didn't look good when I finished, but <laughs> it went pretty well. You finished. Yeah. That's all that matters. I don't know that I could do that. I think I slept a lot when we got back. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. How about you? Um, for me, I, the only thing that could come to my head, I don't know why, is that I'm just like super competitive. <laughs> that kind of like really? reminded me of that. I mean, I don't do sports, so I'm not really competitive in that way, but um, I mean, I grew up with four siblings, so I, and I'm the middle child, so I kind of had to find mm -hmm. my place a little bit mm -hmm. um and i definitely am competitive we have a lot of board game nights where things get pretty heated the pretty table. <laughs> yeah definitely get a little bit crazy um yeah that's a big part of me for sure competitive person like oh, to win <laughs> yeah me neither well it's true surprise. right <laughs> there you go thank you guys so you've also told me that this is the first time you've ever done anything like this yes Thank you for uh, volunteering to share your story with others. And I think one of the 
great outcomes of doing work like this is that even if you feel you've contributed in a small way that you know you may inspire other people so mm-hmm. if anyone's listening out there that wants to know more please send us a message and uh, we're happy to chat so let's talk about I've structured the the hour a little bit to talk about before the trip to talk about during the trip and to talk about after the trip because I think there were, for me there was these three stark kind of um, themes to the whole experience before and the anxiety, the excitement, the wondering, the fear, you know, during what that was like and coming back now is a totally different experience and mm-hmm. all the questions you get asked and all the things that people expect you to say <laughs> has mm-hmm. been really interesting for me. So before the trip, why don't you guys explain a little bit about what the what um the opportunity was presented to you guys and know why you applied um so for me i was actually in kelly kelly hoyt who was one of our supervisors on the trip i was in her class and um she mentioned that there was going to be an opportunity to go to greece to volunteer in a syrian refugee camp and i was like this is like two things that i have always wanted to do and i'm super interested in doing it felt like fate almost and i remember after that class i went down to her and i told her i was interested like from that moment and i knew and i almost like manifested that like this is something i need to do in my life um and so from there it all just like kind of panned out perfectly like like the whole process of um learning about the trip and like becoming involved in all of that and all the the meetings and things like that and uh, I just knew from the start that it was something I wanted to do Mm -hmm. Um, I've always wanted to go to Greece and the refugee crisis is something I've been interested in for a long time now so Mm -hmm. to combine the two was like perfect for me and I was super excited did you do you touch on any uh, of this in your program itself working with refugees or is this something that was kind of a new element Honestly, it was kind of foreign to me. Um, I mean, I knew I knew a little bit just based on the news, obviously. And we do mention a little bit in class about just like different populations and um, just like being embracing of different ethnicities and being cognizant of that um, in our work for sure. But definitely it was foreign to me and I didn't know a lot. And I knew that this trip would be the perfect way like to learn, right? Mm-hmm. It's like hands-on, like frontline learning, so. Yeah, that's wonderful. What about you, Alex? Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard to. I, I remember when I first like my first classes, I was trying to like get a super good impression on all the teachers. That's like my one advice my dad gave me. So you I was mean, just like make a good impression on them. Yeah, like yeah. I wanted to like pretend I was a super good tryhard or something. <laughs> so like I remember I went up to like all the teachers after and I was like, "Hey, my name's Alex." And then I because I, I was looking. I also loved you. <laughs> <laughs> I know they also got disappointed as the year went on, but <laughs> but they uh, I was I was like asking about global experiences because I've always like oh cool yeah like, in high school I went abroad for play like for co-op and I've I've always just. I tried to find like going abroad and getting credits and like for other things too. So I asked a bunch and I think it was my Michelle Gibbs. I don't know. She's a, one of my professors. She told me about the opportunity and I kind of forgot about it. And then I had a friend, Katie also in social service work. She was going to apply and she kind of reminded me and yeah, I was, I was super excited to apply. Nice. And what did you guys hope to learn you know, going into it, applying. Did you guys get an email or or something saying, come on in? I know there was an interview process, Mm -hmm. 
But um, at that point, when it was real, what were the things you were hoping you would you would experience or learn? Maybe I'll start with you, Alex. Again. <laughs> things I was like experiencing at Greece, or like yeah. Honestly, I was. I think I was just trying to get school done. So then, when I thought about it, though, I was because I'm such a visual learner. I really wanted to understand because I, in my job, I work in uh, different agencies downtown, and I have clients who are refugees, and I can. I can empathize to us or sympathize to a certain extent, but to really visualize it, I think that I was, I really, really wanted to understand where some of them come from and like mm -hmm. put a picture to where they come from for some of them. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I, I definitely echo that for sure. I, I feel like you can only get so much knowledge and understanding and empathy, like Alex said, just by learn like learning about it. You have to almost meet these people and understand and see firsthand and, that's definitely something I wanted to do because, you know, and, and it's also worth noting that, like, the news gives a certain message and a certain um, standpoint oftentimes about the refugee crisis and that that can kind of skew your own beliefs that you have. And so I definitely wanted to challenge myself to to get over that um, aspect of it and just like learn firsthand, mm -hmm. hear firsthand stories, like understand myself and make my own judgments so that I can carry that into my my life and, and my career for sure. Hmm. Yeah, even without overtly saying anything, sometimes the imagery you see on yeah. the news is just, you know, mm -hmm. this is a drain, mm -hmm. this is a burden, this is a problem. Yeah, definitely. And one of the things we discussed too while we were there was there's no highlight of positive things coming mm -hmm. <laughs> coming out of this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or any kind of feature on single people. Um, so I found that interesting. Going in, I had no concept Mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. what that what the reality might be like did you guys have any fears before stepping onto that plane <laughs> <laughs> many it was it was a huge like just change in my life a huge like thing that I've never experienced like I've never traveled that far I've never gone mm -hmm. overseas I've done a little bit of traveling but nothing to this extent and nothing involving volunteering and 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 so that was kind of scary I definitely was nervous and being away from my family like all of that was really scary for me but I feel like even from the very start of this experience I've challenged myself so much like just with my anxiety and my beliefs and mm -hmm. and just like all of these things and so even just getting on the bus and having to leave my family and go to the airport I was like okay this is it like yeah you know getting over that fear and taking the leap exactly so that was a lot to deal with and then obviously feeling not really knowing what what to expect when I got to the camp and even getting to Greece in general um, was nerve-wracking for sure, but it challenged my ability to adapt, and, and that was a huge thing that Kelly wanted and the people that she chose, so mm -hmm. I knew that I had to rise to the occasion in that sense, so um, it was scary in a lot of ways, but I definitely feel like from the start I was able to challenge myself and, and get over those fears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Kelly Hoyt. She's the best. Shout out. <laughs> Seriously, the best. The best. If you're listening, Kelly, we, we love, love you. We love you. Our hearts. Yeah. What did you say? Hearts, hearts. Heart, heart, heart. Um, yeah. Personally, I think this. I think the same. That mm -hmm. what Kelly was, and and Ryan. Yeah. Shout out to shout, Ryan. Out, to shout Ryan. out to Ryan. We love you too, Ryan. <laughs> Kelly is the one with all of this vast experience of bringing students on trips. So, and I think what made me nervous was that she was so open about, 
you know, let's put all our fears on the table. Let's talk about what's mm-hmm. really upsetting us or making us anxious or we're excited about. Mm-hmm. And I that made me nervous because I was like, whoa, this is going to be a challenge for me to put myself out there yeah. in my day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. That And in, in the workplace in general, that kind of stuff is not valued. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was amazing to kind of see how it how it did make us stronger as a team. Totally. It was awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for the <laughs> lesson. How about you? What were your what were uh, your fears? Let's just get yeah, let's get real <laughs> personal right now. The, yeah, no, honestly, for, I, it's hard to follow up because hers was so good. I I'm I'm so bad at like looking at the future. So I kind of like honestly, I I kept forgetting about the trip to be completely honest, and I had to like mm-hmm. re, I had to like remind my parents. Also, my parents didn't really know until way later on. Really? That you went? <laughs> they didn't know. Like, I, 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 uh, yeah. Hey, I that, I know, I that's no help. wrong answer. Yeah. yeah. So then it was all kind of like. That's interesting. It was all this like, like stuff. And then all of a sudden, before mm. you knew it, I was like, kind of blinked twice and I was on the plane. Mm-hmm. So then I think when, honestly, I, it's the only like thing you, I was worried about was my absent mindedness. You were worried you were going to mess something up. Or like that I would just like literally fall off a cliff because I just, I don't know. I thought. Because I also was, like, drinking the tap water at the camp and stuff. <laughs> no. And I just thought, like, something might, knowing my luck, something might just, like... I remember you filled up my water thing. bottle with it, and I was like, yeah. where'd you get this? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to, like, test it out on other people first, so... Yeah, thanks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. No, so I didn't really have too many... I wasn't too worried about it, because I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it... It was good. Well, that's good because you didn't have a lot of expectations, right? I did not. Yeah. I tried to kind of go into it the same way, not having a yeah. lot of expectations. So it's True. okay, Alex. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. I had to stop my thought processes yeah. a lot. Can't get in your like, head oh, too much, about right? This? And worried too about, you know, I'm always thinking about safety. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. even though I'm new to this, I was also helping to plan some things to make sure, you know, like nobody goes missing and mm. mm-hmm. not that you guys aren't mm. responsible, but you know, we're I'm going not. into a totally different yeah. place in the world. And I'm like, Oh, am I going to be like, am, mm-hmm. am I not going to see something mm-hmm. that I need to see? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, what about uh, your parents, friends? What were, what were their reactions when you told them I'm going? I mean, you didn't tell your parents, <laughs> but I'm sure you told someone. <laughs> I didn't actually, my friends honestly did not know until they saw my my dad, I think, posted when I left. And then my friend's like, asked me, like, are you in Greece right now? I was like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> but like my friends are my I family. Guess. My family, I didn't, I remember I told another disclosure. I, I mean, I didn't, Just do I it. thought we were going, I didn't, I didn't exactly know where we were going either. So I didn't really know. I was like, oh, I'm going abroad. I'm going to Greece. And then when I, I think I told them, when I applied, I thought I was going to like an orphanage or something. I think I either told my dad that or my dad just interpreted it as that. Oh, so no. my parents didn't really know what was going on at all. But they're, they're super chill with me going abroad and they've always been super chill with me going. You've had a couple other experiences where you've mm-hmm. traveled, right? From yeah, I was in, in grade 11. I went to Nicaragua for three months and then flew to Brazil for three months. And my mom was like super, super chill with that. Like for a mom, my dad was like, cool. My mom was like, you have fun. But I, I knew she was super, super scared. Mm. Also, she was I was great. wasn't acting scared. Yeah, yeah, she was just trying to be tough. 
Nice. But she, no, it was, it was, they, my parents were super supportive for that and understand how valuable it is. And they were super, super excited when they finally found out I was going to Greece. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, mm -hmm. they, they were all nothing but support, which is amazing. Mm hmm yeah, same here. I, like I said, I come from a big family, so and we're all they're very like, good. Close. One more out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, they were like excited to go use my TV and all my stuff. <laughs> no, but um, we're all very supportive of each other, and they knew that um, going to Greece, like that alone, was a huge bucket list item for me. So to do that, they were very excited, and then the refugee crisis to be able to aid in some small way in that, they were very supportive of that, very understanding. They. They themselves like were almost a little bit jealous because they're also interested in that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So they um, wanted me to just like update them all the time, tell me what was like, tell them what was going on, and like that felt really nice because I was able to like. They're really involved. In yeah, it. they were really involved and they were interested and they wanted to know what I was learning and mm -hmm. and things like that and what was going on. So it feels like there was a ripple effect almost a little bit mm -hmm. to be able to share what I was learning and experiencing with other people and. From the start, they've been very supportive, and so that was an awesome thing to have going in it. Yeah, that's so great. Mm -hmm. What about uh, preparation? What, what were some of the things you guys did to prepare for this trip, um, whether it be in the classrooms or your personal life or what have you? Was there something um, that you really thought was valuable? Um, I did a little bit of research just to know what was going on like I, I I wanted to inform myself a little bit before I went just so I knew what was going on with the refugee crisis in general and kind of understand what what I was getting into a little bit um, but I also I don't know I think I think the the program itself and, and the global experience class did a lot of good work with that mm -hmm. to help us prepare and we had a lot of meetings and a lot of information shared like uh, Arabic lessons and things like that were super valuable and really awesome that we were able to do that and grow as a group and be able mm -hmm. to support each other through it and I thought that was super valuable for for the experience in general. Mm. Kelly mentioned to me as well that she thought Greek lessons would have been also yes. So once we got there, <laughs> once we got there, yeah, for sure, that Great would have experience. been nice to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> those How classes though were really were really helpful before, like because not only like learning about the situation over there, but for us as like a group to get to know each other and like mm -hmm. talk to one another. I think that was like just kind of it was really helpful. To get that kind of get that connection before we go mm -hmm. cohesion yeah that cohesion that's what I was thinking of that's okay <laughs> <laughs> all right um, so let's go into the first song of the show it's hunger by Florence and the machine and I asked Abby and Alex to pick a song that reminded them of something to do with the trip or um, or something in general you know as they reflect on the experience so do you want to explain why you chose this song before we go into it? Sure. So this is my song, Hunger, by Florence and the Machine. Um, it's one of my favorite songs in the world, um, so it was an obvious choice. But aside from that, the lyrics are super meaningful and they mean a lot to me and always remind me of why I'm in child and youth care and that us as people, we're always looking for something. We're, we all have a hunger, as she says in the song, and that means a lot to me. And definitely when I got back from the trip, it, hearing the song changed in a little bit in my head it made me think at the end of the day we all have a hunger and we all want more and we all have a desire to better ourselves and our lives so yeah definitely means a lot to me this song 
That's great. Thank you so much, Abby. Yeah. We will be back in a few minutes on Elise in Wonderland. Welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. It's 5.23 p.m. and we're talking to Abby and Alex about their recent trip to Ritsona refugee camp in Greece. Um, we talked a little bit about the preparation, about the fears, about the excitement beforehand. Let's talk about the trip. So getting to Greece, um, both your first times uh, in that part of the world, what were your first impressions of Athens when you had your first few days there and then Halkida? Um, where we originally were, where we eventually were working from. Mm -hmm. For me, like, it was incredible. It was awesome. Like, Athens was, like, nothing I've ever experienced. Never, like, been to a place with so much history and so much to learn. Mm -hmm. um, and even, like, all the Greek, we did, like, a, a walking tour with, like, Greek mythology and things like that. And took us all over Athens and we learned so much about the history and the mythology of all the structures and all of these things. It was incredible and it it taught me so much and just seeing all like it was just so different like yeah. it was like almost culture shock because it was like wow this is like very historical and really awesome to see so that was really cool and then Halkita almost had like more of a feel like I, I kept saying it almost reminded me of Hamilton a little bit because it yeah. was super close to the water and it was small yeah. and really intimate a lot of cute shops things like that so I felt really comfortable there I felt really at home almost so that was really cool that we got to spend a lot of our time there so there wasn't too much of like a homesickness there because of that so that was really cool and it was beautiful like the weather was amazing too so can't complain no. except <laughs> yeah. that one day when we yeah rainy day yeah. yeah yeah how are you alex yeah the first couple of days is it's all like adrenaline super exciting yeah like i've figured athens there's so much history and it's so hard to comprehend like all the history because mm -hmm. there's like how old everything is. yeah i know it's like oh all this stuff happened thousands of years, and you're just like oh i can't i don't know you can't even like wrap your head around it that people lived and had a culture and had like their own thing going on yeah mm -hmm. in this exact spot yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen in canada really. no i know yeah it, it was really but it was really really educational and really really neat to see that firsthand mm -hmm. alkita was nice it was very nice. And we had a restaurant we went to. Folias. Shout out. <laughs> I gave them a Google review already. Oh, good. They're the best. Um, it was really nice to have something set up for us the whole time, too, to kind of take the stress out of where should we go. But Abby and I were trying to get to eat some octopus, but it never happened. Yes, I know. I, I had, I had I someone we were in Athens. So that was you good. Did? Okay. I did. I did. I had a lot of looks from everyone. Like, ooh, you're going to eat that? I was like, I absolutely am going to eat that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. And it was amazing. And I showed my family. They were like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, so jealous. jealous. Like, <laughs> So it was delicious, yeah. Folios. Mm -hmm. Okay. Folios. So we got, we got in. You guys did some touring around and then um, Cross-Cultural Solutions, which is a really amazing NGO that sets up some of the some of the background work and operations of this camp, basically the day-to-day -day things that have to get done um, in order to keep this thing working. Um, they came and did some training with us and then we started. So why don't I get first impressions of, you know, we were rolling up at Ritzona and what was that, what was that experience like? I know for me it was um, being able to finally see what the environment is like and what mm -hmm. people are like there was really different than what I had imagined it. But mm -hmm. what were your first impressions mm -hmm. on the first day? 
Oh, the first day, I think, yeah, because we, we have so many images that are like, even like for me, it's like subconsciously in my brain of just like all the media having pictures. Mm -hmm. So like I kind of had an image that I kind of expected, but going there, it like you just picture. I just pictured it to be like super gray. Everyone's heads are down. Mm. But it's so like right off the bat, it was like there's people smiling, people like there's little cultures people running up and friends. yelling at us like yeah, in a good way. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was cool to see. It was it was it was interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. Like the night before, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. That was such a hard day for me because I. We had just had this whirlwind of stuff going to Athens and bike tour and all of these fun things. And then it I'm was like, okay, it was, no, it was fun. It was crazy, yeah, but it was yeah. fun. But it was a lot and it was super, you know, it was a whirlwind. And then we, you know, had a second to sit. We had a day just to sit and, and get ready to embark on this week of volunteering. And I really didn't know what to expect. And mm. definitely when I was pulling up, like same thing as Alex said, you know, I had this vision of just like downtrodden you know mm -hmm. crying sad dark dim like no and it was not anything close to that like honestly for me seeing kids running around and smiling and laughing and mm -hmm. families and mothers and children and 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 you you know you you get the humanity back you're like okay well what's being portrayed isn't necessarily what's going on in, in a lot of ways. So mm. that was interesting to see. And um, I had to quickly check myself and adapt to mm -hmm. how it actually was and, and, and prepare for that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting that I had the same the same th image going in, right? Mm. Yeah. You wonder like, how are they gonna, how are people here gonna feel mm -hmm. when a truckload of strangers come in mm -hmm. for a week? Are they gonna be thankful are they gonna be angry or are they gonna not care <laughs> yeah no definitely and mm -hmm. um and then you realize this is just people trying to live their lives and mm -hmm. go on with any sense of normalcy and decency that they can yeah and definitely. i think um ratona and the people and the multiple ngos working there were doing a great job of trying to maintain that and get people to move on um away from that camp as, as quickly as and efficiently as they could. So it was interesting knowing that this is just going to be kind of a, like a temporary place, mm -hmm. but people were establishing businesses and mm -hmm. people were yeah. making friends. And I'm sure the kids growing up there, you know, we're mm -hmm. trying to, we're having the same experience you would have growing up anywhere else. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you guys explain some of the jobs that we were doing there through CCS? Um, so there's the laundry that I think I did like three of the days I was doing laundry. That so laundry song, by the way, is still stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. The chime the when it's done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, was, I was pretty psyched yeah. about it the whole time. That was a good song. Yeah. <laughs> the laundry jingle. Yeah, no, the laundry, laundry was super. It was, I loved, I loved doing the laundry because I got to, you get so much interaction. You get to just talk to people and. I don't know. I, I just—it's such a simple thing, but then a lot of people are very smiley, very happy, and I love those interactions. Even like with the kids, we got to talk to a lot of kids who came up, and I don't know, just the all the interactions with doing the laundry was mm -hmm. super fun. Some of the kids wanted to mess with us. Oh yeah. Some of them wanted to draw hearts on us. <laughs> yeah. Take Snapchats. Yeah. Yeah. Like permanent marker on our faces. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely. What about the, there's a clothing store, quote unquote, where donations basically are, this is where clothing donations are brought out on display for residents to, um, to purchase with points that they have. So mm-hmm. it's spread as evenly as possible. So what were some of the things that, that happened in this store? The store was also kind of the same thing. It was very, um, you were able to interact with a lot of, of the residents, but it also, I found the shop to be the most difficult place for me to be, definitely mm-hmm. for me at least, because because of the point system and because of the, the restrictions and the rules that they had in place about um, the clothes and things like that. Like you were only allowed to have one pair of black leggings, which is like crucial to a lot of women's um, dress that they use um, in like traditional dress for a lot of women. So that was hard. And, you know, uh, coats and things like that. They couldn't have too many coats for their kids. And having to turn people away was really hard. Like that was super hard. You know, you have a mother coming to you saying, no, I need to get two coats for my children. It's getting cold out and I have to I have to say no. And that's that was really challenging for me. But, you know, on the other side, there was a lot of funny and fun moments with, you know, there was one woman who found this like super nice long trench coat and she put it on and her face lit up and everyone in the shop was like, oh, you look amazing, like just hyping her up, making her feel beautiful and things like that. And even there was a man who had put on a jacket that we brought in our donations and he he loved it and he he had the same thing everyone telling him he looked Mm -hmm. great and moments like that really made up for the the challenging parts because you really saw the humanity and you saw that people just want to look nice in their clothes and they want to feel good and they want to be fashionable and they want you know so that was nice those were some nice moments in the shop Mm. yeah uh what about female friendly space did you guys have a an opportunity to to go there, I guess Abby. Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, and that was that was an awesome space. I loved I loved being there because um, it was really a place for women to kind of just decompress and be you know just be themselves and have fun and relax. And mm-hmm. I wasn't there for the days that they they do like hair dyeing, which is really cool, and they do I makeup. I, I know that, that was so, that sounds awesome, but that's really cool opportunities that these women have. But um, I was there when um, one of the women was able to do, get some English lessons, which they do there frequently, and that was awesome, being able to just, in some way, help this woman learn English and seeing just how these, you know, I had, like, grandmothers coming in wanting to learn English, and it's like, mm. you know, they just want to, they want to learn, and they want to adapt, and they want to, you know, they want to be a part of the society, and that was really cool to, in some way, help with that. I really, I enjoyed that a lot. Mm-hmm. What else was there? There's like the uh, the warehouse. Oh right, there yeah, was. yeah. I didn't I didn't work in any of those. I only worked at the shop and the shop and laundry. The oh laundry. yeah, there was milk. Yeah, and milk and mm-hmm. tea distribution yeah, was part distribution. of the CCS rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there was there was one day out of the week that people were able to come and get an order of milk and tea for their mm-hmm. caravan, which mm-hmm. is. The, the areas where they would stay in their in their home basically there mm-hmm. um, yeah I think overall it was really cool to see people get excited about little things but also you know those things that make you feel connected like wanting yeah. to feel pretty mm-hmm. you know get your hair touched up or yeah <laughs> or or I was in the female friendly space when one of the women brought their daughter and they were learning English together even though there was a generation gap, there was, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a desire to 
educate your kids and give them the best and you know it was cool to see that mm-hmm. yeah even in a small way be a part of teaching someone and I have no English background <laughs> yeah I had to make some stuff up it was and it's hard teaching English is not easy like shout out to people who have to do that yeah. because it is really hard and you have to really take it back to the basics and and that was really challenging but then seeing just these small things like I had to teach a woman just the sounds of the alphabet just ah buh, like things like that and her slowly getting it and seeing her slowly get it is so rewarding and it's like the best mm-hmm. feeling to see them just wanting to better themselves and being able to help in that in some way. Yeah, I do have a deeper appreciation for ESL instructors because mm-hmm. that ain't easy. No. <laughs> I think for the, like going back to the, sh- the shop, Yeah. for me that impacted me a lot too because like yeah, like at home, like I I love fashion. I love like dressing up. I love like getting new things, and just to see like on a like a, like on a sadder scale, it's like oh yeah, you can only have a certain amount of items, and mm-hmm. like I'm like oh I can just work a little more and then buy an extra pair of shoes. Like it's not a big deal, and I'm, it's just weird to think about that. But on a positive side too, it's like it was so so rewarding. Like I was just helping a guy pick out a shirt, or like it was a, like, it was a long sleeve, and it just like fit nicely for him, and he. He was like, he was feeling that he liked it. <laughs> that was just like so rewarding just to like, just to like put yourself in his shoes and like know what it, like you have the same things once in a mm-hmm. while you put on a shirt and you're like, nice. Yes, that was good. Good. I did myself. <laughs> and just have like that. I don't know. It was, it, was, it was super cool to see that. It was really amazing to bridge the language barrier too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. Ha- work with some international students in, and sometimes that happens but it's different. I felt it was different when you know, you're know, you in the shop and someone's trying to communicate to you without language that they need this kind of thing in this size. Mm-hmm. You get it and like a light goes off and there's appreciation there and it's like whoa, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, and it shows <laughs> that we you know, we do have the ability to communicate with each other outside of like mm-hmm. these language barriers because you, you honestly just you just flick the switch and you're able to do it. You use body language, you communicate and do what you can to be on the same page. And it was challenging at times, but you, you always made it work. And then once we understood each other, it was like, okay, and you smile and you mm-hmm. nod and you know that you're on the same page and it's so like, you feel the connection. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't accidentally offend you. Yeah. you yeah. No, yeah. for sure. People seemed also very patient with us yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, being newbies and not knowing what was going on it was like you know yeah. it was all good do you guys have any favorite memories of a particular individual um, at um, I don't oh gosh there's so many in general I know I know there's like, so many for favorite favorite I don't know if it's favorite pick I think your most, favorite <laughs> I'm just kidding I have a like, most impactful story yeah it's perfect. It's a little bit heavy though, so I gotta be. <laughs> it was it was a kid that was like this was just like super super heavy. He was like just talking to me about my phone, and he was like, "Oh, nice phone." And then started talking about his stuff, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I had like two PS4s mm. back at home before it got bombed and stuff." And he was just like going into his whole family and like siblings that passed, and it's just like mm. I don't know, just to have like then you really think about everything you have and like. He was like my brother's age. He was like 15, he was mm-hmm. super young. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. That was just like, it's something I don't think I'll ever forget. And something that I've like just thought about constantly. And like, it's just, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's so it's so hard to like understand what some people have to go through and like just like our phones we like I think like we take a lot of things for granted but I think that like thinking about some people have like having a lot and then it's being taken away like that yeah. it's 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 something really hard to think about but I think it is something that needs to be thought about and I think a lot of people need to think about stuff outside of Canada mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah outside of our own bubble Mm-hmm. that's really powerful that's yeah I had something similar like um we had a gentleman and I've told the story many times but it's it's really it sticks with me a lot but um we had a gentleman ask us to come have tea with his family um so we all sat in his caravan and we shared some tea and we had some biscuits and it was really nice and it was him and his wife and his daughter um and he started showing us pictures of his house back in Syria it was like this beautiful brick house, beautiful garden, and he said he built it himself, and it was incredible. And then his his wife starts, she had very little English, but she starts making these bombing noises, and he explains that the house is no longer there. It's it's completely gone, and, and that was really hard to see and really hard to hear because you see these pictures, and he's showing us pictures of his other daughter who isn't with them because she's in Switzerland with his brother, and this family is separated, and... They're still being hospitable and inviting us into their home Sharing and to have tea. All these stories exactly, about their and you know, and then his his wife starts crying and his daughter starts crying, and he's telling us these stories about one night he went to go get bread and ISIS captured him and they tortured him and and they burned cigarettes into his chest and he showed us the scars and wow. he's just explaining this to me and it's and I'm just like trying to keep it together because it's so mm-hmm. difficult to hear, but. In my head, I'm thinking the resilience that you're showing and your ability to be open and talk about your experience. Mm-hmm. And that's so incredible that you're able to do that and that you chose me. You know, I felt very privileged to, to hear firsthand this story and mm-hmm. to be able to hear this story and to share it with as many people as I can. Because, you know, in some ways that this is what people are going through. You know that their houses are gone and that's why they're here at these refugee camps. But to hear firsthand and to see it, see pictures of it on his phone and to just give his his wife a hug after and say, I wish you the best in your life. And for her to say the same to me and to say that I'm she's glad I'm going back to Canada because I'm going to be safe in Canada. That's what she said. And that was so... It was hard for me to hear because it's like, you're right. And why do I get to be safe in Canada and you have to stay here, right? So it's like Alex says, you have to, it's not just about appreciating what you have, but also thinking about the fact that people had a lot, but it was just taken away and and they don't have it anymore. And there was a time where people in Syria were safe. Yeah. And were leading lives just Mm -hmm. like we are. Absolutely. things like we have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that those kind of stories put me in those shoes too to say like this could happen to anyone yeah, yeah. like the Definitely. kid was also talking about like literally is like talking about Fortnite, talking about like oh i was so like <laughs> yeah. I, I dominated on Fortnite, and then like it's like these are not people out of touch like, with the world you yeah know? <laughs> like i think we just love just like making it like this us and that to them yeah and not like and it's, it's hard. It's us. easy to ignore it. It's mm-hmm. easy to yeah, turn away. Mm-hmm. We have more similarities than we do differences. I think that's what I, I learned. Absolutely. Even though our experiences are very different and mm-hmm. they've been through things that I probably will never be th- go through in my life, but mm-hmm. they do just want to be understood and they want to share their story. And mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. yeah, powerful. Thank you guys so much for, for going there. As I know it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that 
your story reaches others. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason why, why we were there. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick break to go into Alex's song before we wrap up the show. Um, Alex, why don't you explain the song and why you chose it? Okay, mine also kind of goes with her song. It's like, it kind of, it does talk about how, like, we all are, we all just want happiness. We're all just trying to be happy. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter, like, like when here we're just, we're finding little things and all over, it's like a, it's a global thing, happiness. And I think the song really, in high school, it impacted me a lot. It got me into, like, depress, like, it got me into, like, thinking about depression, anxiety, mental health. The song really was, like, influential for that and that sort of thing. This is song, it's called Happiness by Token. Is mm -hmm. that right? Oh, yeah, Happiness by Token. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Benvenuti to Alice in Wonderland. Swagate Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland is your welcome. On 1015. 1015, the hawk. Xin chào. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back to Alice in Wonderland on 1015, the hawk. It's 547. We're chatting with Abby and Alex about uh, our recent trip to Ritzona refugee camp in Greece. Um, so we're just closing the show. Can't believe we only have about 10, 13 minutes left, but why don't we talk a little bit about, um, what the experience has been like since you've been back. Reverse culture shock, people mm -hmm. talk about as a thing. And even though we were gone for about 10 days, there was, um, I felt there was a significant change in me coming back and how I saw the world and also how you know, how I would answer questions mm -hmm. to people, my coworkers, my friends. Um, what, what, what was your experience coming back from the trip? Um, I think we all kind of felt like, and we all discussed this a little bit about people asking us, well, how was your trip? And it's like, yeah. uh, where do I start? <laughs> like, I want I, you to just say, it <laughs> just was a great. Quick, it was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. like, no, I don't even know what to say. It's such a loaded question. And it's so... Yeah. It was so impactful in so many ways and there were so many experiences and it's hard to just like encapsulate all that in like one sentence like it was great like it, it wasn't just a great it was hard it was mm -hmm. you know and there was, was a lot happy, of it was sad it yeah was, it was challenging it was yeah. you know and there's so many different emotions and that was really hard for me to to kind of make people understand everything that I, I, I saw and I and the stories I heard and things like that was super hard and then also like you said um, just kind of adapting back into my life and having that new outlook on things. And I found that I was almost a little bit more, I was a little bit more like snippy for like lack of a better word. It was just hearing people be like, oh, like, oh, yeah. you know, just like complaining about the weather or like, you know, I don't <laughs> I like know my lunch mean. today. And it's like, like shut up, shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, you have a lunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And it was so that was hard for me because it was like, OK, I have to check this. Like, I'm in a different place now. Like, I need to understand yeah. that. 10 days ago I probably was saying the same thing and now that my you know my mindset has shifted and I'm a little more appreciative of the things I have and understand that other people don't have as much and that we should be grateful I have to understand that this experience has taught me a lot in in empathy and understanding where people are at and meeting them where they're at and, and not being judgmental in any way so mm. it just says I, I didn't I couldn't be judgmental in the way that you know what they've experienced the people at the camp and things like that and I had to come in with an open mind I had to do that when I came back too I couldn't you know just judge people for where they're at right so that was hard though because it's like you know I have a new mindset not everyone is 
is understanding of that, right? So and you don't want to be that person being like, oh, I'm enlightened, now right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm somehow better than them. No, that that wasn't it, right? So yeah, it's like, right. yeah, that was that was hard, but yeah, definitely had to learn to adapt really quickly. I can I feel that too. Yeah. How about you, Alex? This time. It wasn't as I, when I know, I know when I came back from Nicaragua and Brazil, that was really, really hard for me. I had like extreme, like reverse ethnocentrism. I was like, I was like, this culture sucks. I would <laughs> like, I just hated. You spent more time there too. Yeah. Right? I, and I got to like, you got, you made friendships. I made some like yeah. real, real close friends. I still call them today and like, I still talk to them all the time. And like, I just came back here just so angry mm-hmm. at everyone. And I would just like, it was just like, I could not put it into words either. Like even people being like complaining about, oh, like we're having this for dinner. Like, mm-hmm. And then it's like, yep. like that kind of thing. It was just like, huh. I don't know, you're just so angry. You can't like, you can't just put it into words. Like I, I never was like, well, you shouldn't be ungrateful. Like we have lots of things to be grateful for. I just be like right. angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no, this is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I just I had a lot of resentment towards like everyone in this call. I was resentment towards like our culture, resentment yeah. towards like, everyone's like the whole like this like consumerism and like all this people like wanting next even though I'm, i totally am like a part of that mm-hmm. so like i felt guilt i felt anger yeah. but this time around i think i learned so much from that so it wasn't as bad coming back this time but it makes you I, it makes me really think about someone who's lived there their whole entire like life and had like as a refugee has to come to canada mm-hmm. and to see everyone complaining and just like so like complaining about small things. I wonder how it would impact them. Like mm-hmm. On the show, I regularly ask newcomers, um, what do Canadians take for granted? Mm. And I have a long list now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so interesting to yeah. hear, you know, just the fact you can walk outside at night and not worry about mm. anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I had a really interesting conversation when I got back about the same frustration with someone much wiser than I am. Um, he's a professor here, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, some of these students I'm now dealing with, not, not you on the trip, but now it's these Canadian students are, you know, they're, they're so naive and they don't, mm-hmm. and he's just like, you know what though, it's a good thing because they've never experienced war or hard realities. And that's, that's a nice thing that people feel peace Mm -hmm. and their concerns are not the same but he's like maybe that's the direction the world will go in and i was like thank you for giving me like for checking me very positive yeah say it's you know not everyone should be aware of or should keenly every day feel the horrors of some of the things that people feel but i was like thank you Mm -hmm. for reminding me that it's actually a really great thing that we get to not have to worry that we have to get mad we about have the choice yeah we get, to, we get to be mad about small things <laughs> yeah like we have that luxury that mm-hmm. is a positive way to look at it it's a total luxury mm-hmm. um the other takeaway the the wise kelly hoyt <laughs> <laughs> always that? reminded us that this was not about going to save the world mm-hmm. uh it's about making a small impact in a in a long line of people who will come after us but that this is about uh, us changing mm-hmm. so i think that's the way I felt when I got back was, yeah, this has changed me. Um, so maybe before we end the show, um, 
the question from Kelly that she sent us, how has this changed you? If you could summarize it, um, if you could summarize it at all. And I know people have asked, how's the trip? Yeah. But it's still, like, we're still processing this. Let's be honest. This happened a month ago. Um, but right from today, um, how can you explain how this has changed you? Who wants to start? Um, I'll go first. Um, I think <laughs> I think for me, it is so hard to, to come up with one solid answer. But I definitely feel like at the end of the day, I am a more well-rounded, empathetic person. And I think I have a deeper empathy for people and and a, a deeper understanding. And I think that that's something that I can carry in every relationship I have in my life, my family, my friends, you know, my career eventually. And I think that that is something I could not get anywhere else. And I'm so appreciative that I was I feel like I'm, I'm starting to look at this in a way that like even though it was so hard and so challenging in a, in a lot of ways, I was chosen for a reason. Mm. And it's now my responsibility to use what I learned and use my experience to better myself and to better the people in my life and my my everything that I do in, in life, you know, so my career and everything like that. So it is a big responsibility, but it's something I'm so proud of and something that I know I'll carry for the rest of my life. And that is something I am so grateful for. So, yeah. Thank you, Abby. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, I think, I, think uh, I, I do think it is. Like, it, it's pretty similar. I think that honestly, it does make me more empathetic. It makes me more, especially in my profession, like helping out with populations downtown Hamilton and like all the jobs that I have down there. Mm -hmm. it, it really, it makes me more passionate. It makes me more like I have. It makes me more yeah, just passionate to help and passionate to make change and. I think that now that I've seen it and I really know and I have like faces to it and I have like mm -hmm. experiences and I've had all of these things happen, I think that now I want when I really like I, when I really want something, that's when I think I can actually change something. Mm. I think you need to really want it and it's lit a fire in you. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's spark had lots of sparks <laughs> in uh <laughs> in Greece and I think that's made me more passionate to help out people who haven't been given the same opportunities that I have. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for being on the show, for sharing your story with uh, the world. <laughs> and uh, we um, I really appreciate you being here. And hopefully you guys, I know you will, not hopefully, I know you guys will go on to do amazing things. So Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. much for having us. You're welcome. I hate to cut it short, but we are going to, so next week, we are skipping our show, and the last show of the year will be on December 20th, where we're going to be talking to um, folks from South Korea about their experience in the military. should be really interesting. I'm going to end this episode of Lisa in Wonderland on a, a song called Borderline Ode to Self-Care by the great Solange Knowles. <laughs> I love this album. Love this song. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I know the song's about other things, but to me, this this is kind of what I listen to to say, you know, in order to take care of others, you have to take care of yourself. So um, on that note, thanks again for being here, and we will see you in a couple weeks uh, for another episode of Elise in Wonderland. Thanks. <laughs>